Hello, I'm Tom Moan, and today I'm beginning an old and yet continuing adventure. In 1968, my family and I returned to Tulsa, where I became the general manager of KORUFM and Oral Roberts, radio announcer. At that time, from 1968 until March of 71, I had a daily program entitled Good Morning Brother Pilgrim. And now after 50 years, I'm resurrecting it with a new title, Good Morning Fellow Pilgrim. And a pilgrim is a person who's on a journey, and in this case, a journey of the kingdom of God on earth as Jesus prayed. So I hope you'll join me as we look into the past, the present, and the future. This is the Good Morning Fellow Pilgrim podcast with Tom Moan for January 31st, 2020. This is the second part of a three-part conversation that started on the January 27th podcast, continues today, and will finish on the February 3rd podcast. Enjoy. Time is, is, such, is, is such a gift for us because in that now presence, we, we are walking with the Lord through the dailiness of life and it takes on that that shimmer of of eternity um in my own life when i was a younger believer um eternity just terrified me because i thought that what am i what what are we going to do i mean the <laughs> idea that we were just going to be standing around and worshiping the lord all the time terrified me i thought i'd be it made me feel trapped and the lord brought that back to me this morning while i was kind of meditating and I saw that I just felt like he said son I've made you a creature of time and time for you is part of your makeup it's who you are it's how you were formed and it's you have to learn to relate to me moment by moment breath by breath practicing my presence all the time and as I do that as I walk with the Lord, you know we see it all through Scripture. I think I think we've mentioned this before, actually, in one of the podcasts where the Scripture mentions that uh, John the Baptist looked upon Jesus as he walked and said, "Behold, the Lamb of God." Enoch was well, Enoch walked with God and was not, for God took him. And as we walk with the Lord. Um, I don't feel like I'm explaining that very well, but it's meaningful to me because I, I saw that there's a vast intimacy about God, a vast intimacy that um, resounds. And when he speaks those things, in my experiences, is, is as I walk with the Lord daily, he is, he is moving continental shifts inside me that I'm not aware of and one morning I'll get up and it'll be like any other morning and something has shifted into place inside and I see clearer and I hear clearer and I'm at more peace in the dailiness of life and everything seems to slow down in my brain again and I'm I'm enjoying my life because it takes on that shine of eternity you know as you talk about this 
something comes to mind to me that I just thought I'd throw in now. And that's the difference between, in my humanity, I want to understand. Give me understanding so that I can believe. And it's like the Lord just says, well, son, no, it doesn't work that way. I want you to believe. I want you to walk by faith without seeing in all of the little incidences of life. Mm -hmm. And in those incidences is where you learn the discipline. You have not resisted to the point of shedding blood and you're striving against sin. Do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord. And his discipline is just different. You know, uh, as you boys know, there was a time when I weighed close to 340 pounds. And God wanted me to discipline. Well, I tried to do a 40-day fast. Darn near killed myself. And I was so proud of myself, but it was all flesh. I don't know if I'm making any sense. Sure. But then the Holy Spirit began to deal with me and say, Son, that's not the way you do it. You don't do it all at once. You do it daily. And I've lived now for 25-plus years, having lost over 100 pounds. And I, I wish I could go back and say, it was my great discipline. That di no, it was yielding to Jesus daily every time I sat down to the table. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this is what I hear you saying, Paul. He's always now. And so eternity doesn't threaten us anymore. No, no. And I, you know, Devon and I were talking about this and and practically how it works out and and. The Lord in his, in his beauty is so gentle with us, and he makes it so simple. He says, just follow me. <laughs> yes. All you have to do, really, don't think too much. Just turn your gaze away from yourself and follow me. And anything in this world that, ta that causes me to turn my gaze upon myself, whether it's guilt over failure, whether it's regrets, whether it's temptation, whether it's sinful behavior, all those things God has made provision for, and they the guilt serves a purpose to, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit brings life through that, and he turns our eyes back to Christ, and we keep our eyes fixed on Christ, and that's how I walk daily, is I just keep my eyes on the Lord. Well, that's what Matt is saying then. That's the way that you set in the say climb the mountain. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's no other way. <clears throat> the other, th there's like a, uh, to me, there's a way to view, and it's one of the reasons why I think worship has always been so important to me is because of what the mindset that worship, true worship of God, makes happen at least in me. Is that it's like um, I remember years ago, and I want to say this is who knows who it was, but I we had uh, we were talking about worship as a as a way to adjust your compass. You know, it's like you've been given one of those. What is that that thing that the, they used to use on ships to sextant uh, sextant? Yeah, and you have you adjust it to th to like three points, right? You adjust where you are to the the horizon and then yes. to the stars. So like, there's this. That's kind of what. That living your life as worship, that's the whole point of it, because that's the point of worship is to align yourself back with what God is doing, not with what you want to do. Yes. So, and and I think it's H.A. Ironside who has a book called uh, uh, The Continual Burnt Offering, which I always assumed yes. was about prayer, but I don't think it is. I think it's actually about worship. 
Perhaps. Um, and that living your life as, uh, as a worshipful act before God in your daily position, you know, like in your daily stuff, is when you start to – you begin to focus not on what you want to do and what your voice is saying, but opening your ears to listen to where the Holy Spirit and God is directing you. Amen. So that and, – and I'm not – and I say that – as somebody who wants to be there, you know, not as somebody who's doing that, you know, like I feel like there's a really clear indication um, of when you when you start to actually fall into that uh, that life is what you know. God is fully alive, and full. You're fully listening, yes. and uh, things. What's amazing is that circumstances and stuff around you begin to just change. Yeah, and the stuff that you that ruled you doesn't rule you anymore because the voice of God is speaking above yourself, you know? So you're, sure. you're, you're tuned in to... Or to, your needs. Yeah, all those yeah. things. Well, you know, and it, it comes down to even something as simple as trying to lose weight. You sit that, you know, every moment you sit down at the table, you think about whatever, but as long as you're focusing on God, then... He can overrule. He can overrule your your appetites. The, yeah, appetites sure. or your sinful nature, and like and because what we want to do is define ourselves based on our sin and on our disciplines. Yeah, not we, the discipline that comes out of resurrection life in Jesus. Absolutely. I'm thinking of the Old Testament in the manna. Remember, they start complaining about God. Well, we're out here in the wilderness. I sometimes think. That's more like I am than I want to really admit. You know, where are you, God, for crying out loud? I've followed you, and et cetera, et cetera. And then he says, I'll give you manna for today. Today. And if you try to keep it for tomorrow, it's going to get rotten, yeah. except on the day of Sabbath. And I've, uh, I've mentioned in so many podcasts, and to you guys, I don't think I'm ever going to find the complete depth of the Lord's Prayer. When he says, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Well, what about next week, Lord? Yeah. Uh, what about this and what about that? Yeah. Daily bread, it seems to be, is reminiscent of the manna of the Old Testament, oh, Lord say you don't need tomorrow's food for today. Well, doesn't isn't it like like a chapter before that he talks about the lilies of the field? Yes, it's in the same place. They, yeah, they don't they don't sow, they don't reap, and God takes care of them. And then, so he goes into all of that, and then he says the beginning of the Lord's Prayer, which is this is the big revelation of of our time together doing this podcast for me at least has been. Jesus is saying at the beginning of the Lord's Prayer, God already takes care of all these daily needs and all these things that you're striving for every single day. So don't worry about those. Instead, pray like this. And so, Well, it's later after the Lord's Prayer that he really talks in depth about that. In yeah. the beginning, he says, beware of practicing your righteousness before men. Yeah. I am disciplined. Have you ever noticed my discipline? Notice how disciplined I am. Mm -hmm. Or giving alms. Did you see the way I gave? And I've often said the thing that uh, about uh, uh, love, the love of God, and, and I don't, I don't want to digress and leave the, the what we're talking about. But there's the love that's human that says, "I'm going to give you a gift, but it's got a hook in it, 
And the hook is, don't you forget who gave you the gift. Whereas when God gives a gift, he doesn't, you could spit in his face and he doesn't withdraw it. I want that kind of love. And he says, not only that, when you give alms and when you pray and all those things. And then later in that chapter, after he teaches us that prayer, he says, look at the birds of the air. Mm They neither, et cetera, et cetera, what yeah. you're talking about. Then he says, but you seek first yeah, the kingdom the kingdom of yeah. God and his righteousness. Yeah. And when we do that, life is supplied. Well, and what's, here's the thing it's, I think is so cool is that we, because of our, uh, our innate humanity, what we, try, what we do is we build, we build a religion around that rather than, mm-hmm. rather than the simple truth of what that seek first the heavenly kingdom to me is uh, shut up and learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit. In the now. Right now. That's yes. it. I mean, that's that's about as simple as the call of God of, of uh, on our life is. Learn how to be quiet and hear the Holy Spirit tell you what to do. And then do it. Well, you know, as we're sitting here, the three of us, <laughs> this round table, that's what we're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. It would be so much easier and professional sounding to have it all scripted out. Now, Paul, you do this, you do this. We can't do that if we're going to live what it is we're trying to communicate. So there's going to be times, I feel like, and there may be times when we go on rabbit trails that are uh, unnecessary. and so Absolutely. We we're going to make some mistakes. Yeah, we would ask that the Holy Spirit keep the things that need to be here and then let everyone forget the stuff that's not. You know <laughs> Draw I mean? us back, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I really hear what you what you all are saying. I, I, You know, and you mentioned rabbit trails, Maddie. I, I'm just thinking that a lot of times, um, you know, it's the things that we're, we're talking about that someone – is they're going to cling on to that, which, which the leading of the Holy Spirit, we thought it was a rabbit trail, but that was just what that person needed to hear. Mm-hmm. That yeah. morning, that time, that evening, that drive, whatever. But those things that you're talking about, how in our humanness we tend to want to grab hold of something and identify ourselves with it. And Jesus says, go in your closet and pray. Huh. He says, when you fast, wash your face. Yes. This is a secret. This this is between you and the Lord, and don't look to the world for identity in any in any in any respect at all. Don't let the world know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And because what I I think, Matt, you mentioned that we want to make a religion out of, it. and I think that that I and I almost hesitate to say this, but I'm I'm in good company here. <laughs> That's um, all right. But I think what's what I, I seem to sense is the movement of the Spirit in the, the Church of Christ is what I think we're beginning to witness the death of what I would call a capitalist church in America. Where it's, see, which is really seek first food, shelter, yes. and clothing, and, and these success. things. And if and if you attain these things, well, then God must you be m- blessing you. Well, and I. The other thing too, out of that is that is the idea, the the lie that um, that's kind of in church is that it's only out of the extra that you give. Right. It's out of you. You've achieved these things. You've got this stuff now. 
the extra goes to God. Yeah, I want to be successful, so I'll have all this stuff. So then out of my excess, I can give and support these ministries. And look at what I've done because I've been such a brilliant person at business or whatever. I've made all this money, and this is wonderful, or whatever the case may be. When the Lord says, son, daughter, you have sacrificed your soul for mammon. Mm. And mammon is that spirit that says, I must have enough for tomorrow. It is that spirit that rejects the spirit of the Lord and says, today isn't good enough. I want provision, and I want it guaranteed for tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And so I, I, I just I, I sense that something is, is changing in American culture, and I, I, I see it as a very exciting thing because I see, I see the Spirit of God moving upon the waters. That is the end of part two of a three-part conversation. The first part began on the January 27th podcast, and the third part will conclude on the February 3rd podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. This podcast is available for free download in iTunes and at moanministriesbookstore.com. Sarah Rahm's album, Days of Rain, is available on iTunes and most streaming platforms.